Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. Have you ever had a dream but not had the willpower to follow through on it? If that resonates with you and you're looking for a little bit of willpower for some inspiration, then tune into this episode. I hope you're all well. This is an episode we're really excited to air. We recorded this quite a while back with Jessica Parker Kennedy. She's a Canadian actress who's played Melissa Glaser on the CW series The Secret Circle, Max on the Star's original series Black Sails, and Nora West Allen on The Flash. She also appeared on the television series Smallville, Undercovers, Kaya, and Colony. It was a really great chat. It was organic. We delved into a range of interesting topics, and I felt like I really got to know her in this interview, and I feel like you guys will as well. So please tune in, stay tuned in, and again, thank you so much for listening to Move Your Mind. Just a reminder that the Move Your Mind book is now available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com. And we have just launched the Move Your Mind community, something we've put a lot of work into. We've got live events, we've got courses, we've got community forums, we've got ways to connect with each other, we've got new content loading up all of the time, and you can find all of the information on that at moveyourmind.me. Jessica, thank you so much for making the time all the way from LA to come and have a chat with me today. It's uh, I, I say it every time, but the best part about doing this podcast is reaching out to people like yourself, just people from all over the world that I wouldn't normally connect with and, you know, get to have these conversations and learn about people. So just want to say, first of all, thank you for making the time to do it. It's not a problem at all. Thank you so much for uh, for asking me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here and I'm, I'm excited to chat. So thank you. So before we go into it, I normally ask the guests just to give like a bit of a background on... Um, where you've come from, how you've got to doing what you are doing now. I know you've done a lot. So, I mean, it can be a condensed overview of your life, I guess, but just to, just to paint a picture of who you are before we sort of go into the, into the chat, if that's okay. Um, well, I, I started, I was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, and, uh, I, I realized when I was about 12 that I wanted to be an actor. My mom used to take me to a lot of theater. And I think that that, um, inspired me to to want to be on stage so I did a theater program I went to college for that and then um, ended up moving to Vancouver which is kind of the mecca of film and TV in Canada worked there for a while and then when it made sense to move to LA to make the big scary move to LA I did that and um, I got I, I got really fortunate. I mean, so far, knock on wood, I've been fortunate to, to book gigs and to be working fairly consistently. Uh, yeah, and now I'm living here. I have a, a house and dogs and, and you know, um, 
most of the time I have a job. I don't have a job right now because we're in the middle of COVID. Um, but uh, things are good. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you for sharing. And, and how have you been going, you know, during COVID and in this crazy time? What what have you been up to at the moment? How You've been, you know, getting getting through it all? Yeah, it's so hard to answer that question because, <laughs> you know, COVID in America particularly has been not so difficult for some, extremely difficult for others. Um, of course, we're also dealing with a, like BLM in the middle of everything. It's just been such an insane year. So uh, I've learned through this year, at first it was just like a feeling of constant panic. Now I try to wake up every morning and think about what I need from the day. Um, take care of myself first and once I've taken care of myself and I've kind of got my head on straight then I'm able to do whatever I think needs to be done whatever that means uh so that's sort of how I've been approaching every day I think it's important for you know COVID or not COVID just to to have that approach isn't it yep I mean I'll I'll, at the best of times I'll wake up and my head's spinning and you're not thinking clearly and just get moving and you know do do a few things to get yourself on track and then you can think, you know, then you can approach the day, but totally. um, And I'm such a person. I'm always thinking about like, uh, what it, it it actually comes from a place of like, it's not because I want to be so helpful. It comes from a place of anxiety where I'm like, what do people need from me? Like, what do I need to do to make sure that everyone around me is happy all the time? If they're happy, I'll be happy and I'll be relaxed. And (laughs) you know, have I done my like proper social media? Have I done something in the world of activism? Have I said the right message? Have I, you know, and you're just constantly like thinking, what can I do? What can I do that it's, you're not functioning, um, in like a, in a steady, rational space. You like really, I really, I, I speed, I tend to, to speed in my mm-hmm. head really quickly and I am forced to, I'm learning how to just slow down for a minute, gather myself, take care of myself, something, something simple like feed myself, drink some water. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to make sure my dogs are fed. I'm going to go on Instagram and see what insane things are happening in the world. And I'm, you know, uh, then I'm going to do all the things I want to do to like lead by example. Um, but, uh, yeah, like COVID, no COVID, whatever is going on, you do, you have to, you, you just take, you have to take a minute for you so that you can be the best for yourself and then for everyone else around you too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're sort of finding that balance and um, I guess everything's about balance in life, but probably um, because you are, you know, um, so motivated and wanting to do all these things and your mind's, you know, thinking so so much, you it's probably also conducive to um, you achieving, you know, a lot in your career. So I guess it's just finding that middle ground where you don't burn yourself out. And, totally. You know, absolutely. Because there yeah. are times, I mean when you're working on set and you have a 14 hour day and you're really tired, you can't just say to everybody on set, like, I need a minute. Like you can, like, it's just not how set life works. You just, especially at least not in television, like it's, you are a part of a working, uh, machine. And, and if one little part of the machine needs to take a second, the rest of the machine isn't working. So you are constantly in a mind frame of like, I'm a part of something that is a bigger picture. So you don't, ha- you know, when you're working on not a lot of sleep and you're trying to remember to eat and you're learning your lines and you're, tr- you know, being professional and you're, there's all this stuff going on. So it is, um, and there are times when like, that's just the way that is. That's how that machine works. So when you're not mm. working, you have to, 
do everything within your power, I think, to take care of yourself. So when you have to go full throttle, you know, you're able to do it without. Yeah. You're prepared for, you know, what's to come. And um, a question I always ask different people in the entertainment world when I've interviewed them is um, how do you deal with the uncertainty of the industry? I guess like um, you're, it, it's probably the best training, you know, for COVID and these kind of periods because it's such a up and down crazy industry. Like, is that a difficult thing to deal with? As a young, when I was young, when I was in my early 20s, uh, and I didn't have the same kind of stresses that I do as a, a, a proper adult or whatever that means. Um, <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I just constantly had this, every time I walked into an audition, I was like, I'm the best first person for this job. I just knew that in my head, whether it was true or not, that was my inner monologue at all times. I'm better than everybody else in this room. I, you know, And that worked for me then. I think as you book jobs and um, life you, ex- you you go through life experiences and you go through trauma and you go through hurt and you go through great days and you go through really crappy days. Obviously that kind of just like straight focus mentality is a lot harder to keep. Now I go into an audition room and instead of blindly being like, I got this, I have a million different thoughts that are like, these are all the reasons why I might not get this. And I'm not that girl. 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 So that that's mm. been difficult because you think the the older you get the more kind of settled but for me the older Mm -hmm. I got the more my like inner monologue got a little bit more negative which is strange because I was booking work and I was doing well but I still had this like are you good enough are you gonna book the next job so I think you're that's a big thing is like coping with that that voice in your mind that's telling you you can't do it and then on top of that I you know yeah that's the thing like every time you book a job there's this time of excitement and then I think for most actors you're also thinking like okay what happens after this when does this end what happens after this like how far will this get me financially how far will this get me um into booking another job what you know will I be able to pay my bills will I be able to do this will I be relevant like there's just so there is like I have excuse me obviously as you can see a lot of voices in my head so I I I think I I just hold on to that kind of blind faith of like I've been a working actor for this long the work will continue to come rationally or not that it has to be my mindset otherwise you you do panic you do panicking I think on Mondays you wake up and you're really positive. And by Wednesday, maybe you're feeling negative about everything. And then by Friday, again, you're feeling really good. And so I, so I think for actors, it's just a little bit of up and down. And um, your your next move, your future project is so much, unless you're Brad Pitt or whatever, it's so much in the hands of other people. You know, you you like at this stage, I audition. I audition for the majority of the work that I do, I have to audition for. And all I can do is the best I can in the room. And then, and now it's not even in the room anymore. It's, it's uh, you know, you're self-taping from your bedroom trying to make your lighting yeah. work. And there's a lot of factors. So it's stress. It's a stressful job because it's really easy for someone to look at you and be like, no move on you know and that's you kind of have to learn to take that all in in stride because uh you get told no way more than you get told yes you know so it's uh COVID or not I weirdly don't feel I'm I'm fortunate enough to not be affected by COVID in terms of oh god when will I 
book work again. I need to eat, but it's, I'm, you know, things have kind of started up again. So I'm auditioning again. So even though I'm not in the room and I weirdly miss that, which I never thought I would miss auditioning um, in a room, um, I still feel somewhat, I guess, kind of in control of the situation because auditions have started again. That was a really long-winded answer to answer your question. I apologize for yammering on forever. I think it's actually a really good answer. And, I, I, you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking, well, all the stuff you're talking about, it's actually really good training for life as well because um and you know we i I think when we're younger we're so gung-ho with everything because you've had less life experience and then you start to um you know you get rejected and things happen and you you start to you can't help but not start having a mindset where you having i guess maybe more doubt but also you know you can be a bit more realistic and tailored in how you approach things and and how you you know handle things how you so then you probably not getting as devastated every time um, a role doesn't come off because you understand and you develop more of that um, thought process that you were talking about where it's like, I don't know exactly how this is all going to work, but I know what I want out of life. And I'm just going to trust that in some way or another that is going to unfold. And that applies for anyone in anything. And I think um, if nothing else, this whole COVID situation is taught everyone that that none of us are actually in control of anything you know like we can um try and look after ourselves and be good people and whatever else but we can't control these bigger picture things we you know it's it's really healthy i think for the ego that people have had to we've all had to learn and it's a hard thing but um i think you know those points you're making through that are, are really important and um it's just yeah for anyone listening to this as well uh, for whatever you're doing it's reminding yourself that trust what you what you're doing and what you want but don't you don't have to control every aspect of it absolutely absolutely um and i read i was when i was looking up um i was sort of looking up articles about you i read um i really liked what i read in an interview you had answered um you're talking about when you were um a little kid you were you wanted to to fly and you got up on your chair and you tried to um, fly and fell over or whatever happened. Uh, you, you, you can tell me in a second, hopefully, but, um, you were saying that, you know, you've still kept that same attitude, you know, in, into your adult life. And I, I love that so much because, um, you know, I try to live by the same thing where I've always had these huge dreams and there's been times where, you know, you get hurt so badly and you get rejected and you just think, can I, how can I keep going? And, you know, everyone around you against you having that belief because they don't you know they're they're going and not not following that um how how have you cultivated that and how have you stayed following that because i think it's again for anyone listening to this it's such a amazing thing i love it when people are able to just against whatever happens just stay true to themselves i think it's you know and it's it's funny when you say that because i must have been having like an incredibly positive day to say that you know if you had asked me that maybe like a week later i would have been like everything is horrible you will fall if you try to fly you know it's like it's 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 funny i think overall i try to feel that way i've as an adult the traumas that i faced in my personal life and in my work life have structured like molded the person that I've become and um I'm trying to think how I want to articulate all of this I think 
I at first was someone who was like, well, I'll just jump and hopefully like, yeah, and that that kind of trust and it has to be to a degree blind trust um, that I'll like find my footing or that I'll fly or whatever that will have, you know, that belief, that belief system that I had so much when I was younger. Um, what I've learned from that is, uh, you know, you kind of fall into the, the real world cause you're going to get knocked down. There are going to be times when you like think you're doing the right thing or you jump or you fall or you get fired, you, whatever, whatever happens, something, someone says something awful about you or whatever. Um, or you get re- rejected for a job you really wanted or you got really close and didn't get it. And, um, for me, I got into that sense of like preparation and realism and well, I need to be realistic about this. And I actually tumbled into a kind of a, a, a very cynical place that brought me to like this sort of nihilistic place where I was like, nothing means anything and I'll go, but my expectations are always very low. I'm like hopeful, but I have low expectations and uh, that way I'll never get hurt because I have such realistic expectations. Mm. And I, I, so I think, uh, I think real without realizing it, I actually got into a pattern of a little bit of negativity while I was trying to be a realistic adult. And it's mm. actually really weirdly only, not that I think of, and I never thought of myself as a negative person. I thought of myself as a positive prepared person, but I think now I, I, And really, I've kind of had this shift in this past couple of weeks where I I I have to not when things start to get really really bad and like what's happening in the world right now, and you have a nihilistic view about everything, you are unable to be a helpful participant (laughs) um, within every element of your life and everyone else's life. And so I've kind of had to go back to that earlier stage of my life and like that hopefulness, that trust, like manifestation, Mm -hmm. which is a word that I was like, I'm not with the, you know, I'm really starting to, I, I sort of had this like, without sounding like, like, like silly I sort of had a a shift of spirit recently and have had to be I've I've had to go it's like my belief that things are going to work out I've had to kind of had this blind belief and it's a better place to be it doesn't mean that you can't have realistic expectations and that you can't prepare for crappy things to happen and that you can't there won't be room for you to grieve and process all of that but there has to be something inside of you that says it's going to be okay, you know. Um, and I, and I think that's sort of how I I move forward every every day now. If that makes sense, if that answers the question, definitely makes sense. And I think um, we all need to do that because otherwise we just get caught up in all of the negativity and you know the conversations about. Um, how terrible things are and it's not really conducive to anything. But No, and it yeah. caught me off guard. Like, because I've always thought of myself as such a positive person and then all mm. of a sudden I, I, I thought I was, but I, I wasn't. I was so mm. realistic that the reality was that statistically everything, you know, got, like I was just, I, I, yeah. I it caught up with me. Um, yeah. The thing I thought was keeping me the safest was actually something that was harming my my outlook and I think stopping me from manifesting good things around me from happening 
Yeah, and it, it's so hard. I mean, I think it's one of the hardest things to remain positive and, you know, look at the positives in everyday life when, you know, because our mind's actually also tailored to look at the negative. Like, it's a natural thing because that's how we survive. That's, yeah, exactly. So we, we've got to actually, first of all, understand that as well, that our mind is going to want to do that. So we've got to try and... Uh, try and really work on that and work, make sure that we are, you know, self-aware and understanding why it's doing that and and understanding the logic behind it. But um, I think also when you were talking, I was sort of thinking, um, you know, we're taught to label everything in life and, um, you know, you might have a period where you're thinking negatively, oh, I'm a negative person now and I'm a positive person or I'm this or I'm that. Um, at the end of the day, I think there's so much pressure put on that we need to be X. And like, I think it's impossible. We're always going to have periods where we're negative, we're positive, we're happy, we're down. Things are going well, things are not going well. Um, so it's more understanding that. And I think the number one important thing, which, you know, like what you were talking about, it's having that because we, yeah, the emotional side is going to always change, but it's having the actual belief in what we want to stand for and do with our lives um, against all of that and understanding that even when we are in those negative, because a lot of people, when they are in those negative um, periods, they'll just give up or they'll, you know, go and look for a different, something different. So I think the the one thing is that we can control again, you know, talking about what we can't control, which is so many things is, well, I can control, just keep, I'm going to keep going no matter what. And it can be something simple. It can be like, when your world is feeling out of control, uh, it can be something as simple as like, you know, it's that's the other thing. It's like, oh, if you're feeling cranky and negative, I think it's so you give yourself a break. You're like, okay, I'm checking in. How do I feel today? Today, I feel really defeated. I feel defeated today. And you can sit with that and that's okay. And then you go, okay, well, what would, what would make, what do I really want to do in this moment? And you say, I want to buy a plant and plant it in my garden or whatever it is that like self-soothes you for that moment. And I think taking care of something as small, as small, as small as that moment allows you, because it's so easy to tell people to like think positively, but it's it's a thing mm. that I think requires you to like at first check in with yourself and then, you know, find your little bit of joy. And that little bit of joy, I think, can like snowball into like, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then you can have that moment of like, I'm feeling positive right now. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think the way people teach us to think positively is not 100% right a lot of the time when it's just, you know, the, no, I'm go I'm happy. I'm going to go do, I, I love everything. I love, and when you're not feeling it, it's like, I think what thinking positively to me would mean is I, you know what, I feel really horrible now and I, I'm, I, I don't want to keep going, but I'm going to anyway because I know that's what's better for me long term. But I don't feel good. I'm not enjoying every moment of it. And I'm not, you know, because I think it's like you're going to be unhappy if you're trying to create this mindset that we're often taught that I have to just be happy and love everything all the time and cultivate that mindset. That's like, and I don't think that's actually, I think that would be, you know, I want to have like, neg like, or, you know, good emotions, bad emotions, because that, that's what gives life depth. So, you know, it, it's sort of the cultural stuff that we get taught often is 
part a big obviously a big part of the problem yeah. yeah hugely and i think like not to make it a you know separate men and women from it too like but but i think yeah men are men are you know taught to like be strong be this be that and women are taught like to just like be small be agreeable be quiet so on both accounts there's different reasons i think too that we feel like we have to be this certain way when it's like really okay to just have a bad day it's like absolutely okay to have a bad day and it's okay to take care of yourself in that bad day and i think if you take care exactly. of yourself yeah being positive can just doesn't mean you like have to be like okay i'm gonna sign up to c- climb mount kilimanjaro because i'm gonna be positive it just means that like i'm gonna do something small in this moment for myself that i enjoy and you know let that snowball into um you know let that joy grow yeah absolutely and that makes me sort of think about another thing that um i guess is such a big problem in the world and so hard to deal with you know in terms of comparison and competitiveness and you know with social media and we you know we're 24 7 exposed to all this stuff now and it's almost impossible not to get caught in that thought trap of even when you are really happy with your own life and you're aligned in you know what you want to be doing all you have to do is spend, you know, 20 minutes going and scrolling through and looking at all these other amazing things people are doing or achieving or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have ways that you manage that? Because um, it's you know, it's a thing that comes up on this podcast a lot, like the how big of an issue that is. Um, For me, yeah. I feel grown up enough. I feel experienced enough that I'm able to see that and understand that nobody is living a perfect life rarely Mm -hmm. does someone live a perfect day you know without having a something you know uh there there is it's impossible so um when you even something as simple i I forget her name on instagram but there's a a woman who um takes two photos of herself like once a week and one and one is like a highly edited photo and one is the real her and um, you know, with her cellulite and her this and her whatever and her all of the things that make her beautiful and make her her in her own way. And mm-hmm. it's just a constant reminder that like, it's not real. And it doesn't matter if it's a body image situation or like, I had the best day and nothing went wrong. It's not real. And when you can look at Instagram, that content on Instagram and understand that that is the same as looking at a a, a painting of a moment or a painting of what someone wants their life to be. Instagram is this great way of just, it's a, it's a presentation. That's all mm-hmm. that it is. It's like you think mm-hmm. about why someone looks perfect in a scene in a movie. It's because 10 people came during cut and fixed every little thing. Mm-hmm. And it's marketing. This is phony baloney. So I, but I understand that like for younger, it's, and it's not just for younger people. It can happen to anybody, um, whether it be like a mom or something that's watching some, a mom on Instagram raise five kids and make it look like it's super easy and not being honest about how like, I, today I screamed in the car and terrified all of my children and you know like it yeah. it's not real and luckily there are amazing Instagrams for moms and everybody out there that is making things real and really honest like I screamed in the car today and all my kids heard and I feel terrible and it's been like it's okay you guys stressed and you screamed um not that I have any idea what it's like to be a, a mother I'm not a mom but I was just my, my <laughs> best friend is a mom so I was using that as an example because she feels yeah, so yeah. overwhelmed sometimes that she's supposed to like fit into this like idea of what motherhood is and I'm always like you're amazing you're keeping two children in your household alive and I that's just amazing enough to me um 
but yeah, I think for me, uh, I, I just really try to, um, like my therapist said this thing to me the other day about understanding that like whatever your seat, I like sound, I feel like I sound, I'm sounding so like, like but whatever your, whatever your season, whatever season you're in is the season that you're in. And it doesn't have to be the same season as someone else. Like my partner is having a really successful season. Like every day he gets great news. And in for the, for a long time, I was feeling like his great news. I, I had to like then present myself in Instagram on a way where I, was doing making the same post and making the same thing and getting the same news and like it was just it wasn't competitive it was a feeling like I didn't want to surpass him I just wanted to keep up with him um or or maybe he would leave or abandon me or or not think I was I I don't know that I was irrelevant or something which is crazy because he would never think those things and I realized like that's not my season those things aren't happening to me right now um and I have to deal with my own stuff. I have to deal with my own mental health. Like I can't wake up first thing in the morning and go, well, how many likes am I going to get on Instagram and how many of this? And I think if that's your goal, because I know that's a, a lot of people feel validated by like how many followers they have and how many likes they have. And there is a sense again of like rush, 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 rush. And I think if you just take a second and focus on what is there with you, what's in front of you. And if you want to share something on Instagram, if you want to post a thirst pic on Instagram, like you go right ahead, but make sure you know that you're doing it for you and that you're not doing it to match somebody else in their season of what the heck it ever it is that they're doing, you know? Um, so that's kind of, I'm good about Instagram not kind of making me feel crappy about myself. I mean, it happens, like it happens. And then I have to get off and be like, and I'm, I'm pretty much able to like get myself out of that. But that's, it's challenging. That's really challenging. I can't imagine, like, I'm very lucky. I grew up uh, in the 90s. Like, we, we didn't have that. So I have all this memory of like, and all these tools of like, I know what real life is. And I think about all the kids that were like, born in like 2010, that are or, like 2005, that like, they don't know anything different. And to them, that is their sense of of socialism like so um socialize socialization and in real life i mean it like i don't know how Mm -hmm. that must be so hard on their little minds i just can't imagine it's terrifying and i guess we don't we we actually don't know yet what the impact's going to be of all of that but i'm the same as you i grew up um in the 90s and i'm so grateful that i did because i just have memories of you know didn't we didn't have even video games or anything i'd just go into a park and run around kick a football around whatever um that's you you just find ways to entertain yourself and i think that's like so conducive to creativity and being able to you know you can't how can you be creative when you're shoving a a screen in your face all the time and you know you're taking away so many of the you know important aspects of life um but i yeah i love what you said before about the seasonal thing and i actually had um uh this guy malcolm stern who's a psychotherapist and he's worked as a psychologist and done all this amazing work and he was talking about a similar thing and it really it actually um helped me a lot hearing that because I was thinking okay like and I know in the past I've you know just run myself into the ground through trying to do you know like what you were talking about before I was had friends that were making a lot of money so I was like okay I've got to you know in business make as much money then but I've also got to compete with these people and you know get these jobs in this get the entertainment career going and then I've also got to have the perfect relationship and this and that and you're like 
you just end up hating life and and um he was explaining to me the same thing look at it more life is seasons and you know it could be a month it could be two years and you know you might you might have the relationship at this point and then the career might take off here but it's not it's it is impossible to compare that to someone else and and you know i guess also on a um a deeper level it's like well even if you did have all of those things who says that that is what is meant to make you happy like what's perfect mean what's you know that's the thing is you're trying to manifest someone else's stuff in your own life that maybe isn't supposed like not yeah like maybe yeah you want to make money and you want that and you want a good job but it's like I would rather be like as soon as I got kind of like clear in my head and went into my own season I had like all all of a sudden all this stuff came to me of like oh I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to write this and I want to talk you know and it's because I gave I had no room there was no room for that because I was like looking over here while like my life was right here being like hi I'm here and I'm like no this is where I need to go and and then it was just like there it was all there for me and I was like oh this is oh I'm doing what I want and like hello Mm. this is so nice and I just this weight came off my shoulders Oh, and and that's the thing and it's yeah like and I know that yeah it's like the worst feeling when you're just putting so much pressure and and I mean we don't even really if you if you sort of you know doing things that you're happy with daily you don't even need that much money really to be able to enjoy life and it's we get caught in this trap of I'm only going to give myself permission to enjoy life when I do achieve a certain level of um, career stability or financial stability or whatever the hell it is. And it's like the, such a dangerous way of thinking because when you get there, you're just going to, you're still, you know, you're going to change the, the bar. Um, and I think there's like in America, certainly you're taught like money is happiness. The more money you have, the easier your life will be, the happy that you are. And there isn't really enough. Like if you have a billion dollars, you should really have $50 billion. And I, um, yeah. I, I spent, you know, I'm not like covering like Europe as this like per- perfect place, but there seems to be certainly in some countries a different mentality of like, well, no, like we're good at like, we're millionaires. We don't need to be like multi, multi, but like we're happy here because our quality of life always comes first. Um, so there, like, yeah, greed in America is, and not just in America, but it's, it's heavy, it's heavy, you know, and it's, it's what's, there's a deep imbalance because the wealthy are, you know, get so wealthy and the, you know, get all these, um, you know, they get all the advantages and then the poor are so poor and don't get any of the advantages. And it's, 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 it's weird. It's like a strange place where like everybody wants more, but we don't take care of each other. It's, 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 yeah, it's really pretty messed up. Yeah. Not a huge amount of balance with it. Um, which is, yeah, I think it's sort of, there should be in, in life, you know, it should be about helping people and, trying obviously we all want the best for ourselves and to have you know as much as we can but not not at the cost of too much yeah there's just a scarcity mentality with like money like don't take my money (laughs) like it's like this whole thing it's like yeah it's it's uh you just you you function from a place of like totally the wrong place and don't get me wrong we all have that gotta make money gotta make money gotta make because that's what we're taught we all have it but you're right it's not money can make things easier but you know we don't need all of the money 
all at once all the time and that's not you know going to fix everything it's so much more about like values and quality of life and taking care of yourself um first and foremost and don't get me wrong money is helpful of course yeah there's a difference between like wanting to have a stable happy life and just being a greedy garbage person (laughs) exactly it's like yeah it's finding the balance with it all um another thing i read you were in, I think it was in the same article you were saying how, you know, your your mother has always really backed you and believed in you and, you know, and that's pretty rare actually when people want to do, especially something as crazy and ambitious as, you know, being an actor. Um, how, how much has that helped you having that support? So much. And now it's funny because I think now, like, what if my kid came to me and said I wanted to be an actor? I would be like, Ooh! <laughs> for for many reasons um uh and so i don't actually i've never actually asked my mom why why were you so cool with this where did that come from i should sit down and ask her that uh uh but she was from the get-go like great the only thing she said she says if you want to be an actor you better go to school for being an actor so there were mm. um I don't want to say limits, but there were uh, what would be like a word for conditions of like, I will support you as long as you take it really seriously. So why don't you go to a theater school? Why don't you do this? Why don't you take the steps? You know, I remember being 16 and saying, I want to drop out of high school and I want to move to LA. I want you to quit your job. And I want us to just like, I just want to go be an actor. And, you know, my mother was like, just go eat your dinner and don't say that again if you want to be an advocate you can graduate <laughs> high school and then you'll not that not that that would have been so horrible but I mean she wasn't like this whimsical mom that was just like okay yeah. you know she was she was realistic in her outlook on it while still giving me space to have my dream and I think she always said to me we'll try it now because it's a lot harder to try later in life so if you give it your all now and it doesn't work out for you then you can go back to school and do something later and that was kind of the mentality about it um but mostly she just talked to me in like you're gonna succeed you're gonna succeed this is what you want to do you're good at it you're gonna succeed um and only occasionally she would bring up like not a plan she wouldn't call it a plan b but like an alternative if you don't want to do it anymore but yeah she was amazing i do need to ask her why were you so amazing about that yeah it's so good though it's so important yeah to have that instilled in you you know and um it it goes such a long way it's it's a really important thing because you know we get told for so much of life that um we can't do this or we should do this or this is how things are done i guess like schooling and the way a lot of the world's set up it tells it tries to put everything into a box and if you want to operate outside of that box it's pretty hard to get um support from people emotionally to to do it totally Um, and uh, she she's 100 percent always been there i my mom has been great that way like she just always has been there with like no matter what i chose to do she's just right behind me with a net being like ready to catch you like always ready to just like if something goes bad she's like there to catch me and help me and i know a lot of people don't have that kind of support from their parents but my mom has always made me feel like with my career choice like like validated and heard which is all anyone ever really wants especially from your parent um and when you don't have that it just like really can really mess you up because you're just forever trying it's just the i mean it's the people that like gave you they raised you they gave you life you know Mm -hmm. you want you Mm -hmm. want that validation from them so i'm super lucky and i know that definitely 
Um, did you have a plan B if it didn't? No, it was that same attitude that was like, I'm going to win an Oscar when I'm 18 years old. Like I just, like I just (laughs) was, which obviously didn't happen. But um, I just had this, uh, even mom, mom was like, that's, as we sort of didn't call it plan B. It was like, no, if you have a plan B, you'll, you'll fall on it. So I just had this mentality where we're like, we don't have a plan B. It's just more like, if you want to stop, you can do something else. I, I loved marine biology. I loved, uh, I love animals. So I always sort of thought, you know, maybe I'll, I guess I could do that. But I, the way I look at that now is like the, the goal is to get kind of well known enough that I could make changes within the animal welfare yeah. community and that kind of stuff now. Um, because I would never ever be able to pass all the science classes that it, I would need to, to like be an actual marine biologist and uh, I just, I just know that about myself. So I'd rather, um, go through like the, the, uh, the animal justice realm that way and come in. Definitely. And I think, yeah, I think there's really good points there. And I think, yeah, having a plan B in anything, it, it's never a good idea. I mean, it's, I mean, we need to be sensible and know that if things don't work, obviously we are going to be okay. And there's other avenues, but I think when you do give yourself that permission that, Oh no, it's all right. You know what? I've got all these other things, and you try. You know, you you you're not going to give it enough um, to to make it happen. Um, and it's it's so common, and it's like sort of giving ourselves a get out of jail free card. And it is, um, it is. And I think especially in acting, because everybody wants to be an actor for all different kinds of reasons. So you're you're kind of your competition. You're this is so crazy. So if you're always thinking like, yeah. well, I could do this or I could do that. I feel like in an audition room and in the way you manifest, like people see that, you know, like you have to remain so like eyes on the prize, like Kobe mentality. You have to think that way because Kobe wasn't like, well, if I'm not a basketball player, I'll do this. Kobe was like, no, that is all. And so I think you that like that is the only option. So I think you it doesn't mean that Kobe wasn't smart enough like that, that if he for some reason physically couldn't or something like he would do something else but i mean you i think you have to like yeah yeah i I always think of kobe with that kind of stuff and because it's just like um just uh you have to just have this very focused full throttle but also skilled and prepared view on going forward Mm. particularly in acting because there's just so many people around you that want to do it Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrack. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com com slash book and we've just released the move your mind community we've currently got a men's community group a women's community group a general group we're going to be lo- loading up other groups 
and you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events, we've got courses, we've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it, and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. So many people and so many yeah difficulties that come with the journey, but I think you know the biggest thing I've learned with all of that is like, um, and from a lot of interviews I've listened to, sort of one of the biggest bits of advice is um, the one thing you shouldn't do is just don't quit, just keep going. Um, so, you know, and there's going to probably be years sometimes where things aren't going great, some really good years, but literally if you just do not quit and keep going, it will eventually happen. And I think most people at some point, something will get too much where they might change their plan, which is fine as well. But I think that's not going to, you know, if you have that attitude that I'm just, I'm just going to do it and not, but not in the way of, you know, it's so stressful every day that I have, if I don't do it soon, because that, you know, I've done that to myself and I know that just does not lead to anything good. So, so just again, that belief and trust and I'm going to do it, but you don't, if I think when you put too strict of a time frame on anything or make the um, outcome too specific, um, that can just overwhelm you as well. Oh, I, I totally agree. And and again, particularly with acting, like you think about actors like Brian Cranston, who like I think like he, oh, yeah. he didn't yeah. have success, real success in his career until like he was like an adult, adult. You know, um, he was like almost fifty, wasn't he, when he had big yeah. Malcolm in the Middle, and then all of a sudden Breaking yeah. Bad came, and you think about that and. Um, like, you know, there are people that have been around forever, but really they didn't hit it until later in their lives. And so exactly, when people yeah. are like, well, maybe yeah, make a time frame for yourself, like you go until you're like 30 and then if it doesn't happen, you quit. Like if that works for you, great. But in all probability, if that's your mindset, yeah, you're not just going to like push through everyone it else. It doesn't work. But I think also like it's, it's again, applying that very black and white thinking to something that is absolutely not black and white because like, if you're if you stay in it longer you're um the more life experience you have as well and different things you're going to become a better performer because you're going to be drawing on so many different things and growing as a person and bringing that into it and you know it's like so it's all it's like a net i think just having the mindset that um and again for any other anyone listening to this as well any other whatever career not looking at it black and white i'm doing this first and foremost because i just want to get good at doing it and i love it and if I do it forever, I'm. It's not about getting to an end goal. It's about just always improving, and you know, then then you, you actually calm when you think like that. And um, it's hard to stay thinking like that because we get pulled into the other thinking. But when you do do that, um, and another thing you said before, which I think is really important, is um, you know, you were saying how you've got these goals about um, you know, and you'd love to make change in these certain areas and things like that. And I think it is so important. Um, especially in acting and, you know, pursuits that require so much um, personal discipline to tie a lot of it to these, you know, deeper values where I'm also doing this because this is going to, you know, give me a platform where I can make change. And so then on those hard days where it's like, oh, you know, I can't do it anymore. This is too much. It's like, thing, no, you know what? It's not even just about me. This is about 
me being able to get to a point where I can make all this change in the world and, you know, do something I love and change the world, which, you know, would be amazing. So it's like having those values. Totally. And that's something where like, I have to be like Instagram because, you know, I think about like all the followers that really big celebrities have and when I was younger, I was like, it's not celebrities' responsibility. Not that, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I think just because you're famous, you know what you're talking about. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there is a, a an element of leading by example that sort of when you have a certain amount of followers on Instagram, in my personal opinion, like I, for me, I feel like I have to then lead by example, um, demonstrate something. Because like after being on The Flash, I have all these young people that are like, if I did something, they'd want to do it too. So if I can be like, hey, did you know that pitbulls are actually awesome and not the scary creatures that people make them out to be, and I can deliver that message, those kids are going to be like, did you know that like excess from Flash says pitbull, you know, says pitbull's cool. And like, you, you know, they can, it's sort of like, I try to think about what is my message for the next generation and um, I get, you know, yeah, so I, I sort of, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I get frustrated when people have lots of followers and they, like, don't do any of that. But at the same time, mm. free country, do whatever you want. But but um, it, that, that's that's me. That's my mentality for, for that and Instagram followers. And I, I, for Instagram, can be a really negative, awful, awful place. But I think it can be a, um, a place for tremendous tremendous education tremendous like leading by example there are things i've read on instagram that have like shifted me dramatically because uh, there's someone i follow named her her instagram is i am tabitha brown tabitha brown is like my i don't even have the words to describe her and i can't like she has her instagram has influenced me so much Mm. Uh, in such a positive way. And so I do think that there is a tremendous amount of power in that. So yes, to bring it back to what you were saying about like, yeah, me getting successful, for sure there are tr- there's a tremendous amount of like selfishness about like, I just love acting and I love the way that feels and I want to have that cathartic experience that I do when I'm acting. But I absolutely also think about if I can get more Instagram followers, I can like, maybe I can help change the world a little bit. And and there, there is, it's like I, I try to, I I definitely try to think about that. Not that like, you know, like I said, it's not like I think because you're famous, you're know what you're talking about. There are a lot of evil, horrible, famous people out there too. But I am trying to like be one of the the like good ones who can, you know, I don't know, make people think differently maybe about something and, you know. I think it's so important because, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like a privilege to be in a position where you do have a platform like that that you can, you know, influence people i think it's like irresponsible not to to use that to try and make a change you know why why wouldn't you and and that is i don't understand it at all it's like the world is like really broken like really broken and there are like a million different lanes you can choose to like you want to talk about mental health you want to talk about animal welfare you want to talk about social justice you want to talk about blm whatever like there's so many things that you can do so it's weird to me when people are just like ate a muffin today and that's cool like post your muffin photo love your muffin but like maybe make your next post about like (laughs) hey i made a call to like 
whatever today. I signed a petition for whatever today. And this is why I think it's important. And this is my, you know, like Miley Cyrus, I'm a, I'm a, a, a vegan. I'm a big vegan person for the climate. And Miley Cyrus went on Joe Rogan the other day and was like, I just feel like when I was a vegan, like my mind was mush because all I was eating was celery. And first of all, if all you're eating is celery, that's bananas. And that's not what veganism is. And I thought, oh, my God, like Miley, like you going on Joe Rogan and saying being a vegan made your mind mush. Like, yes, you can have your opinion about that. But think about all those people who are going to be like, well, Miley decided not to be vegan. So I don't want to be a vegan anymore. And like the amount of like what that like what that's gonna mean for like our our climate and our future and and yeah it's miley cyrus it's not like i'm it's 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 i'm not i i just think that the power that these people these pop stars hold these young influencers hold is like you have to be so careful because there are people out there who just are on your every word um so it's just like you can't be reckless. You can't be reckless with what you say. I think it's yeah, such a such an important point, you know, and and you do see that all the time and it's these sweeping statements about things and um it's it's scary and I guess, you know, with what's hap- happened in America with the president and everything, it sort of fueled that thing about just saying anything without um having any actual uh backbone to what you're talking about which it, it's so dangerous and and you see it you know in just day-to-day life and it's it's really bad because like like what you're saying with that um about being a vegan and i hear it all the time i'm not a vegan but i know people that are and i've heard people talk about about it where they'll be like what why would you do that that's ridiculous and you know saying all these really negative things from a standpoint where they've got literally zero they haven't spent one second educating themselves on it um, so I think at the very least, if you don't have the education on it, and there's so many things I don't know about, I'll, I'll say, okay, can you tell me or how do I learn? Like, like why? It's it's really dangerous, all this commentary. And of course, we're all allowed to talk about whatever we want, but commenting aggressively and making these aggressive statements about things that we actually don't have, haven't taken the time to, it, it's, it's, you know, a bit offensive, I think. And it's like, it's a, yeah anyway it's such a big problem reckless it's reckless is what i think it is like a really good word for it it's like a very reckless thing yes like luckily we live in a society where you can say it's it's freedom of speech and that's important mm-hmm. but you have to be very careful cuz what you say can impact so many people can traumatize so many people and when you have a tremendous following it's like you uh, yeah that responsibility is real and it's big um, and, uh, you know, what, and, you know, what, no matter what you're talking about, I think you just have to take the time to be really thoughtful about what you're saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, you really do. And, you know, it sort of goes back to what you were saying before of why wouldn't you want to, you know, try and help, you know, it's like even, and what I always talk about, and I've done so many talks now in mental health, um, and a lot of them, you know, I've gone into a, um, company or whatever and done this talk and I've been having a really bad day and didn't want to do it and I'm just in my head go and do the talk and I walk out and I am just buzzing um because you do you just you're saying something and you're saying that it helps and even if you look at it like on a selfish level of you know what I'm going to do this because it makes me actually feel good and the byproduct is it helps other people as well which I you know 
I'll admit that's a big part of like why I do that work as well. But ha- have that standpoint. If you're, if you're in that position like a Miley Cyrus, do it because it's going to make you feel good. You know what? You're also going to actually improve so many lives. That's, that's like a win-win. And I think that's societal too, that feeling of like, I shouldn't admit that it makes me feel good when I'm talking. It's like, no, like, yeah, why not? It's really okay <laughs> to be like, I did this thing and I kicked butt and it was awesome and I changed lives while I did it. And I think, yeah, there, there is, there is, um, uh, yeah, there's an element, and I think that's like a Canadian and like, like I noticed with like, and an Australian thing as well. It's all tall poppy. Yeah. No, like it's not about me <laughs> and it's okay. And like, exactly. it's, okay. it's okay to like celebrate yourself a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like having a, talking to a whole bunch of people and being like, I rock that. I think that's a great, it's, it's, we should express that. Um, You're not saying I did great. I'm the center of the universe. You're saying I did great in that moment and it felt good and I had a great time and I changed, you know, I got a great message out to people and those are all equally valid things. And I guess that's one thing about America. A lot of it is, you know, about being more open about those things. Yeah. And I've, you know, been, living in Canada from Australia and we do you call it tall poppy syndrome or have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard that. So in Australia and I guess from the UK originally it's like that mentality they call it the tall poppy syndrome where it's like wanting to basically beat anyone down that wants to be outspoken or have a you know viewpoint or so unless you want to conform and stay in this category they it's like that sort of you know thread and you see it so much but um, I think it's a big problem because it's sort of it prevents growth and it prevents, you know, and I, I've, I've felt it. I felt it actually recently doing a talk. I had a company saying to me, um, putting so many provisions around how they wanted this message conveyed that I was going to deliver that I was getting anxiety. And I was like, I don't know, know if I want to do this or how to do it because normally I just, I'm just trying to be myself and talk honestly. And that's what seems to help. And, th- and that's what happens across the board, you know, in that cultural, um, culturally through that and then people are just shut down and like okay well, fine i won't i won't go and i won't go and try and do what i'm passionate about and the byproduct is you're not going to help you know as many people because you're holding yourself back yeah that sounds so restrictive it's like what's the what's the point of that and that's the thing like the the beautiful thing about you doing what you're doing and and doing these interviews and talking about mental health and experience and anxiety and all this stuff is when you talk about it and just are honest about it there are just so many people that are like, oh my God, that's what I'm going through. And they want to hear the raw, rough, yucky, messy version of it. They don't want to hear the tidy version of it because none of this stuff is tidy or organized. It's it's no. chaos and it's yucky and it's messy and that's the reality of it. And um, that's where you find your um like your people is like through you know like like i that that feeling of like you we relate to each other and we can support each other and if something is restrictive it's not that's like sounds so unhealthy i'm so sorry that you had that experience like makes me feel horrible just uh, i mean i guess it's like you know it's some a, a common experience but yeah exactly it's like but it's um yeah it's what my motivating factor is with doing this stuff and you know i pursue acting as well and my goal with that is what we're talking about before being able to have a platform where i can just talk so raw and honestly because people want to hear it you know they want to like there's just so much crap out there just tell people the truth about life and 
all these different things and it's okay just to be yourself oh yeah like, and like the the noise that we hear in our head and what our like ego tells us all the time which speaks to us to ultimately try and protect us it just wants us to yeah. like go to bed and never leave bed so nothing ba- bad ever happens um tells us all these negative things and you feel so nuts in your head sometimes and it's just nice to hear somebody be like no my head's saying the same thing and the next person is like no me too like we're all going through that it's a relief for people to hear it isn't it yeah they're just like oh thank god like there's nothing yeah Yeah. it's normal we all have that that negative self-talk or uh you know our anxieties or whatever and yeah for sure to hear other people going through it it's like all your your it's not like your anxiety goes away but you're like oh someone else is like experiencing like my suffering and and when you're suffering together there's like a it's um it takes a little bit of the weight off your shoulders i guess yeah it's a shared experience it makes it not as you know um much of an overwhelming sort of yeah exactly it's like that's okay you know what like i'm not unusual there's nothing wrong with me this is actually part of life it's all right i'm gonna be fine you know we can get through it um and do you see you know in the entertainment industry um mental health being a big problem i guess it's sort of um Um, i think mental health is just yeah it's i mean i think mental health is everybody on usually on some level is dealing with mental health you know i think there's a stigma behind the word mental health like mental health means i'm paranoid schizophrenic with tons of psychosis and i you know and and even people with paranoid schizophrenia are able to function in society um you know with therapies and medicines too so but so there's a lot of um stigma i think around that the word mental health and understanding that um every person's mental health journey is valid and it's their own like my mental health issues even people that have the same mental health issues that I have, I would give them so much attention for that and tell them to do all the things, but I would forget because it would, even if I had the same stuff, I would be like, yeah, but like I can handle it and mine's not as important and mine's this and I shouldn't be so much and I shouldn't, you know, I'm too much, I'm being too much and really, mm. re- like I've had to work so hard and I'm still working through going, I need a mental health day. I need to do what I need to do. I need to get out of the day what I need to get out of the day. Um, Whatever that is, whatever that means, and my mental health is relevant and real and I love it and I'm, you know, um, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let it live and breathe and 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 support it and you know or whatever i'm not articulating that well but i i feel like the message is sort of being clear um definitely yeah and i think like i said it's hard in the entertainment industry because you're it's a 10-year anniversary of underbrax and we've relaunched with the classic white pair we've also got new styles coming out super soon we're donating a dollar from every pair to mental health currently to one in five you can find all of this at www.underbrax.com. It's crazy because at the end of the day, what we do is emotional. It's like we're playing these different characters with different backgrounds. It's a strangely cathartic experience. It can be a very difficult experience. All the while, uh, you're like surrounded by like a crew who's just doing technical stuff while you're sort of trying to emote and 
Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a really odd place to be because you're a part of a machine, like I said earlier, there isn't really room to be like, I just need to take a minute. Like, there's not a lot. Yeah. Like, if you're on a huge budget movie, there's room for that. But, I, like, when you're on TV, there's no time for, you know, anything like that. Um, not that I've had a lot of experience on big budget movies, but that's just what I've heard um, is that there's more time. You know, TV is like... Uh, yeah. And so, you know, and then on top of that, there's... Like, I'm very lucky. I'm not a very famous person. So I don't have to deal with every move I make being public, but uh, I can't like imagine being someone like Brad Pitt or, or that's apparently this only famous person I can think of right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love Brad Pitt. So I'm happy you're referencing him. He's amazing. So every, (laughs) like every move that he makes like is, is, you know, it's everything is, I just cannot imagine your, how you do that and how your mental health suffers with that and how you remain like that you know there's this idea of what people think you are versus what you actually are and like I you know I know I feel like more back in the day there was this well I guess to the two because of branding and like there's this image like you have to keep your image I just cannot imagine that like my idea of like ideal celebrity would just be like I could live my own life I could work on the jobs I wanted to and I could use my quote-unquote power to like talk about social justice or animal welfare or the climate or whatever um without without anyone caring what my kids look like or something you know and um I don't have kids but when I I don't know it just seems yeah it'd be overwhelming just having everything monitored it's too too much it's not normal it's like we're not meant to live like that. Yeah, totally. Like, and the instinct, like I like, there's like actors. I'm like, I don't like that actor. And I like, ha- like, why? Well, I don't know that person, but like, that's my instinct mm, about that. And like, yeah. that must be so icky. I don't know that person. I have such a strong response to them. Well, I don't want to watch that person on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. And so it's just a weird, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird job. I just can't. Uh, it's a weird gig. Uh, I can't imagine being super famous and having to deal with all that and having to deal with image at the same time I, it would be great because i would be like i can i can i can do some i could change so many and you can do, yeah i could like yeah. meet meet i could like i can make moves i can i can make change i don't know so it's like a i don't know it's crazy but yeah i think i think in any job you know there are i think it's hard to take care of your mental health because society is getting there but it, like i said there's so much um like the word mental health is still taboo unfortunately you know we're working on it um yeah and that exactly is, so whatever yeah. job you have i think it it, it comes at play as, as can being very difficult yeah exactly and I, I think like what you said there you know having um what, whatever industry you're in a lot of actors are trying to be actors because they're like oh, no, i just want to be famous to validate myself or someone is starting a company because i want to um, become worth $50 million so then I can validate that I'm you know, enough of a person or whatever it is where it's like forgetting all of that side and thinking, you know, uh, you know what do I, what, what am I actually doing this for and am I enjoying the process of it? And if you're not, it's probably not the right thing to do. Um, it's interesting too. Like I, um, I briefly um, 
uh, was hanging out with like a like a big A list celebrity star. We were kind of, we were dating for a minute, and um, you know I was over at his his beautiful big house, and he was swimming in the pool, and he was on his phone, and I was and he looked so upset, and I was like, "What are you reading?" And he was like, "Oh, I just my movie came out, and and you know people are kind of saying mean things," and he was so upset, and I was like look at where we are and like this is like this is like how you know it and it reminded me that like it's like that kind of money I did it doesn't matter like that upset him so much that day and it's funny because I am not anywhere near a celebrity the way he is but I never read anything like if I read like I know when I'm being crap I know when I'm acting bad or I'm in something that's bad I know like I don't then on top of that need to read reviews about how it is but that's being said I mean I'm not a big massive movie star with big um you know with like and it and maybe that that maybe if I was I I would care more about critics but I don't think so I feel like you know you know what you put out you know what you produce yeah. you know and you uh, yeah I would like to think that I could be in a space where like well that was garbage and I'm done with that and I don't need public validation for that exactly but I, it just made me sad that that was like oh like that makes you have all this and like everyone loves you and you still are like upset because someone you've never met before wrote a nasty thing about you in some article about your movie and I was just I was like wow just shows you everybody has their there is no perfect life, perfect situation. Everybody is dealing with a voice in their head that says, I suck, I suck, I suck. And yeah. it takes so much strength to be like, I'm awesome, you know? That's why I think it's enough, why, why I say it's important, like, when you do a talk and that you are you can hear a voice that's like, no, just be humble, be really, really humble and don't acknowledge yourself. I think why it's important to be like, no, I'm like, I, I killed this today because... Um, because in our brains, it's more natural to hear, you really screwed that up. You really screwed that up. And it's so unfortunate that that's like more what we hear the majority of the time. And you have to just be like, nope, you have to say it out loud and you have to look in the mirror while you say it. I can't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you sucked, if you sucked, you'd be like, I sucked. And the next time I'll be better. Um, and at exactly. least it's, try yeah. to take that route. But it, it, it again goes back to, you know, what we talked about before with what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for the validation or are you doing it for the actual, like, the process of doing things? Because there you, you can become, and, you know, I guess, like, what it, you can become the biggest movie star in the world. You become the most rich, the richest person in the world. It The actual feeling that you're having daily when you get there is going to be a negative one if you're attaching it to... I need more, I need validation all the time because things are, you know, you're going to have a bad day financially, you're going to want more or your movie's not going to go well. So, you know, it's just, and I've seen it when I traveled to um, Africa and India, I spent like six weeks traveling around India and going to these little villages and hanging out with these people that, you know, they'd be lucky if they can get fresh water and just eat enough to get through the day and survive basically. Um, and they, you know, you hang out with them and you can actually see, you know, you look into their eyes and talk to them and you can feel that energy that they are genuinely so present and happy with nothing. And then we can get everything and be unhappy because that it's great if we can have all that stuff, but the, we actually can be happy right now with whatever, you know, it's like, so that's the, it's just such a, you know, I guess it once you really, truly realize that it, it makes life so 
much more simple. You know, you're just like, oh, well, I can have permission to just enjoy this. That's what the hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you had that experience because that is what it is. It's pre- it's presence and genuine happiness that comes from not how much do I have or how much validation that I have. And I know I'm just repeating what you're saying, but it's uh, it's powerful, really powerful, and 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 difficult to get to in our society that teaches you well stuff is success success is stuff success is people saying you're awesome success is that when it's like actually super internal um yeah and uh you know it's like if you're constantly chasing this thing you'll be dead before you know it and you won't have actually enjoyed any of it you miss everything and i think a good way to think of it is like think about if you're lying on your deathbed what are you going to think about? You're not going to think about, oh, I remember when this film came out and everyone told me it was the most amazing film ever. All these people that I don't know telling me how amazing I am or when I made all this money and did this huge business deal, you're probably going to sit there and think, I remember you know, these things that I felt that were really important to me. I remember the people I influenced. I remember these amazing relationships. Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah, when my child was born, like, the day of my, exactly. you know, my parents, like, you're, yeah, you're going to think about people, you're going to think about people that you know, you're going to think, you're not going to think about, like, yeah. I love that gold toilet I bought, like, it's, it's not going to, exactly. it's not real, you know, it's so true, and that's important, and, um, you know, I just, I, I, um, uh, I think a lot about the, the young generation, and, and being so, influenced by tiktok and vines or or, and um instagram and stuff and i think about them and i go god like like you said we don't really know yet what's gonna happen with them you know and i i think about them and i just go god i hope you have good parents that are able to instill um present like just being present and and values in them because i i I worry about them (laughs) i worry about their little minds and their little hearts (laughs) Absolutely. No, it's it's a worry. So we've um got just five questions that are just sort of one line answer questions we finish every interview with. Um before we do that, do you just to finish up, do you have any daily things that, you know, you do um just to, you know, look after your health and well being that help you that might help the listener? I mean, for me it's sort of I exercise, meditate, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera just always like to ask you know um the guest whether there's things like that they i'm learning to do more i feel like i i have two really crazy dogs who the minute i wake up like consume my life when i'm at home yeah so i i i still forget uh as much as i'm able to like 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 talk the talk do i walk the walk um for me drinking water is massive like when I don't drink water, I'm a disastrous human being. Remembering to feed myself and drink water, huge, huge, huge things that I forget to do. Um, yeah, it's actually important. I forget to drink enough water all the time, and yeah, it's really. Oh, that's why I'm like drinking this right now. Yeah, it's like we're <laughs> made of water, and and that's and you know people say that all the time, but really, drinking water is everything. Um, you know, I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are like, yeah, but there's water in my coffee. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Yeah, I'm drinking like 10 coffees a day. It's, I don't need water. Like, I'm, uh... When I'm dehydrated, I'm evil. I like, I'm a de- it's like fun. I mean, I'm not evil, but I'm like, I'm, I am cranky and awful. And a lot of I'm just like, oh, I'm just really thirsty. Oh, it's so much better. Okay. And moving forward. So yeah, eating and, and drinking water are big for me because I just forget to do them all the time. Um... I think a, a ritual of, of really 
you're supposed to I like I, the, the the rule for mental well-being is two hours in the morning and two hours before bed you stay away from social media just like stay away from your phone so I try for I usually don't make it to two hours but at least an hour to not turn my phone on um and then two hours before bed I usually make it about an hour to to stay out of, off of Instagram uh yeah and and yeah. you know the blue light of your screen too is really bad I actually bought these um glasses I this was supposed to be a one word answer or a one sentence answer it's just huge uh, I bought these really great mm-hmm. glasses that cut out all the blue light so if you do need to be on your phone before bed it's like doesn't make your brain activate in the same way so um yeah water food staying off of your phone uh those are those, I think those are the big ones for me they're good and no one said water and I think you know it's like I and like I'm saying I remind myself every day I often don't drink enough of it so I think good answer anyone listening drink more water drink enough water um so that wasn't actually what we've got these five questions these can be just yeah one line answers whatever comes to mind um so just to finish up with um so the first one is what is your best childhood memory or i'm sure there's probably a few yeah what's one of them that comes to mind i had a really great childhood so hold on i have to think about that (laughs) for a second i am i'm very lucky i had had a really normal wonderful childhood um I, I I really like thinking about my mom reading me stories in, in a rocking chair before bed. I, it was like when I got to pick the books I wanted to read, that was the most exciting thing. And I remember that from a young age. Like I remember hearing my diaper like as I walk to like pick the I, – I remember. I think I remember anyways. I feel like I remember it, so I think it's real. Um, so that was, that's just that's really calm, quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, what do you think is currently the biggest burden on mental health in society? Uh, shame. Just shame. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're meant to, yeah, I think the self-shame you feel around it and then the shame mm-hmm. that comes from wherever, work, your family, your parent, your whatever, who also makes you feel shame about it really good yeah most people have said social media shame you know that that hasn't come up and i think really really important answer there um where do you see mental health in 10 years time in society do you see sort of things improving or yeah i mean if i'm speaking from a like where i would want it to be in 10 years i feel like we have the capacity to like have a day like i know we have like a mental health day or whatever on instagram or whatever it is but really like like I think mental health can be something that can be um, like celebrated and, and educated. Uh, you know, um, people don't like like a word like OCD. You know, people think that means like color coordinating yeah. and stuff like that. Like I would hope that there's just more education around mental health in general because a lot of people don't know anything about mental health and mental health conditions and then therefore people are afraid of it and think of it all as negative and this and that and the other so i would hope that there's just space there's space for someone with mental health issues to come out at any moment and be like i am dealing with this mental health issue at the moment and and not feeling uh shame behind it or feeling like this is not the appropriate space to say that like i hope there's more appropriate spaces where you can feel like oh i can uh, I can own this right now in this moment. Um, uh, uh, certainly, whether and it's I, at work too or home, wherever. Exactly, I, I love that answer, and I talk about that in my talks all the time. I'm like, you know, we think we've 
and it is talked about a lot now and there's a lot of help out there for mental health but and we talk about it like oh no we've come so far and we have but until mental health and it's such a complicated area you know mental health means people you know being able to talk openly about things ocd schizophrenia whatever until all the, the whole spectrum of it is literally seen in exactly the same light as physical health um to the point where if i break my arm and i go to work and i tell someone at work i've broken my arm i'm not going to flinch whereas if i have gone to see a psychologist and i might have been put on some medication or i'm dealing with this issue or whatever it is you are probably going to flinch at that so until it gets to that point it has not come far enough oh my god so true so true so true yeah Yeah. it should be like no yeah that flinch and that flinch is like shame of you know and it's shame yeah it goes back to what you said before shame it's all it's like yeah medicine is medicine is medicine like yeah something's broken let's fix it or not broke whatever you want to call it broken is a dramatic word but you know what i mean yes it's all the same exactly so I've got two more here. Um, what's your personal definition of happiness? Mm, um, recently, it's been that idea of what do I need from the day? Really saying, what do I need from today? And doing what I can't, even if it's something really simple, like slowing down and doing a simple thing in this moment that makes me happy. I think people tend to think of happiness in this big global scale, Mm -hmm. like my life must be a happy life. And I don't really, I think you can get there, but I think you have to be a pretty evolved, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, you have to be pretty thoughtful and like mindful to be there. And so I think for me today, happiness means finding what I enjoy doing in this moment right now. I I reckon these are my favorite answers I've had for these closing questions. I, I love that one because like, even if you do get that thing you talked about, that thing still won't be enjoyed if on the day you're not enjoying the and you know it's like i'm I'm actually this is helping me a lot and i'm going to try this today because like i try and do what you're saying there but you fall out of it but all we can control is a day so no matter whether things are going good bad or whatever if we're just enjoying this particular day what we're doing if you do that every single day then how can you go you can't go too wrong you know you're not going to be as affected by all the external things that we can't control that we've you know talked about totally um, so final one, um, what would you say is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Probably speaking up for myself when at work, when I felt something uh, was really, was inappropriate that was happening, um, I... I, I really stood up for myself and it didn't it didn't really necessarily go the way I, want, I wanted it to go. But at the end of the day, I know I did the right thing and it was really scary and really hard. Uh, but I'm so I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for for doing that. That was really hard. Um, I think in a lot of work environments, there's a a false feeling of you're you're safe here. We want you to come to us with your problem, and then you do, and uh, it you're not always validated. It's it's actually it's it's a hard it's hard whatever your work is. It's hard to be able to say that. So that was that was a hard thing I had to do for sure. 
Yeah, I, I love that. And, and yeah, in work, in life, in, you know, re- relationships, we often, you know, stay in relationships we don't want to be in because we feel like it's going to validate us or comfort us or whatever. So it's like, I think it's a, a great one to end on just standing up for yourself and your, you know, really understanding your who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, what your beliefs are. And if things are really working against that, then you've got to be able to think, okay, is this something I that I is going to be conducive to me. And if it's not, it's, and it's really hard to do that because it takes so much confidence to know yourself that well, that not, this is not good for me. Yeah. You, you would, I try to think for myself, like what advice would I give my friend? And then also take that advice. Cause we're, you know, when we're like self-aware, we're really good at giving advice to other people and then not taking it. Um, exactly. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Like if I heard like at work that happened to someone, I would be like, Oh my God, you have to tell somebody. But if it was me, I'd be like, Oh no, I don't want to. So I, in that moment I was like, okay, I'm going to do what I would tell my friend to do. And it was, it's it's, it's really hard and really scary. And that's the same thing in relationship, whatever, like you own your space is your space. You're a worthy human being. You're worthy of your rights, of your voice, Mm -hmm. of your space, um, period. But it's hard to remember that sometimes. Definitely. 100%. It really is. So, um, and if people want to um, find out more about you, where's best for them to go? Your Instagram or is there somewhere else? Or yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram at jparkerk3. I'm not the best Instagrammer in the world. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's the main thing. But if they want to follow yeah i'll and we'll put a link to that in the um in the notes for the show as well but yeah look i just want to say i've, I've really enjoyed this chat i've like um taken a lot out of it myself i think this is going to help a lot of people and um thank you again for making the time to do it i really appreciate it oh it's my absolute pleasure thank you for making a space where people can come on and talk about their experiences um i yeah it, it, this is a, such a great chat i feel you feel wonderful so thank you so much for for everything i think this is really great thank you glad to hear no thank you so much cheers thanks to jessica parker kennedy for joining me today for move your mind just another reminder that the move your mind book is now available globally all of the links are available at nickbrax.com book and the move your mind community is now live you can find the links to that at moveyourmind.me And just a reminder that the community is a new initiative we've launched. We've got live events, we've got courses, we've got ways to connect. Something we're really proud of. It's updating all of the time. We'd love you all to check it out. And once again, thanks for supporting Move Your Mind. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.